Welcome to My Creative Corner 3, a podcast about quilting, crafting, creativity, and life in a northern town. You'll find show notes at mycreativecorner3.wordpress.com. You can leave a comment. You can sign up for my patron site. You can purchase a virtual cup of coffee or even sign up for the newsletter. Come back weekly and we'll chat. My name is Vicki and welcome to the podcast. Welcome back. If you're new here, welcome. I want to say it has been just a whirlwind of a week. I cannot believe how much I have done and lack of things that I've done. I had so many plans of all this stuff. And you know what? I wound up spending the week just relaxing. I, you know, did go to the gym a couple times. That's a good for me. Plus, plus, um, you know, I kept up with the fly lady routines, plus, plus, you know, because I've been working on that. Two pluses means I did an extra good job. I like stars and pluses on my charts. And I've been taking the time over the last week of doing a lot of planning. I found some wonderful printables on Pinterest for fly lady and housekeeping and organizing. And I set up a little journal. They call it a control journal in fly lady. And I think that's going to be like my planner for the next year. The journal uh, cover is big enough that I could put my current planner in it. And I'm thinking about making a different kind, taking on a different kind of planner for next year. Maybe more of like a bullet journal and then a small calendar using my electronic calendar more and more. So it's just really more about lists and routines and, you know, trying to keep up with all of it. So this has been a week of trying to figure out a way to keep me on track. Now the Fly Lady has an app also. If you go to their webpage, which is flylady.net, you can download an app called Cozy. And that's really helpful too, because that's why I like the gym where I'm going. The more that it's pre-programmed and I can do a little bit of personalization, the better. Because some days I just don't have a lot of brain power left to think of things from ground zero all the time. You know, I like having the flexibility of going, you know what, let's check the calendar and let's see what Fly Lady has to say today for what the goal is. Or if I go to the gym, oh look, it is the Monday workout and this is the plan. You know what? I need that in my life sometimes because you just you just have too many things going on. So the last week, what have I been working on? So the first thing I want to talk about is the October finish 2019. Hashtag October finish 2019. You'll be seeing more of that on Instagram from my feed and a few other people's feeds that we have been participating in this. And you know what? It's been a slow journey this month. I thought I was going to crack off this pineapple quilt, have it done, do other things. Do I, I tend to overdo that. I am down to the last three large pineapple blocks. These are foundation paper pieced pineapple blocks that are traditionally done. And Fat Quarter Shop has these pre-printed pineapple pads, they call it. Makes it very simple. And, you know, the larger blocks are just a little bit more labor intensive. So I have two more to finish 
including the one I'm working on, which is almost done. And then I will assemble the last two rows on it because I disassembled the larger part of the quilt because I was in a hurry and I didn't remove the papers from the pineapple and my intersections with the sashing and cornerstones didn't line up. Well, they do now. And this quilt is really turned out to be quite pretty. So I am thinking about what I want to do for free motion quilting on it because I'm really liking this graphic punch. This is something I've discovered that I like currently. I'm not going to say that I like it all the time because, you know, my tastes are ever-changing, much like the fashions of my lifetime. <laughs> but overall, I really like simple, more minimal, not minimalist, but more minimal quilts currently. Things that have a lot of a background color with bright, bold colors and not tons and tons of craziness in them. I've made a lot of those quilts and I'm finding I'm ready to go back to some things that are more simple and that punch. Now there's nothing simple about this pineapple quilt, but the simplicity is in the colors. There's no prints except for a few fussy cuts in the center of the big pineapples and I used the fabric palette for Tula Pink so it's all designed to go together from the prints and the fussy cuts to the solids in the pineapple with lots of white lots of places to do a lot of quilting and then the other quilt that I did a few blocks on when I needed to break from <laughs> paper piecing was the modern pineapples the two and a half inch square two and a half inch squares yes they went to they go together pat sloan featured it and it went um viral pretty much last year on the internet i'm always behind these um you want to call them fads or things that are in vogue you know like i still haven't done my dream big panels i have them no nobody's doing them anymore and i still i've collected several so anyway i'm gonna work on the pineapple now the lady who um did that she kind of did a pattern but I found the pattern a little confusing and I'm trying to find where she is on Instagram and it's just a you know there's variations of these all over now everybody's got their own way of doing it and the pineapples that I'm doing is just it's actually just squares and half square triangles and I'm playing with the K facet. I can't find her um, account on Instagram. If I find it, I'll put it in the show notes. You know, but it's really more a fun playing with the color and it's a literal pineapple where you look at it and you're like, oh, that's pineapple worth a traditional block. You kind of got to think about it. And I'm going to put some upside right, upside down, lots of, you know, white background and I think I'm on about 15 or 16 of those blocks. And I'm not starting any other new projects. I've got the two pineapples. Now, a challenge that I'm doing for the Circle of Friends quilt group that I go to monthly during the winter is a Gwen Marston challenge. And I've been researching what I want to do with the Gwen uh, Marston challenge. And I've decided I want to do a super minimalist improv quilt and it's not going to be very big you know it'll probably be like 11 by 14 or something in that nature that will be when I get these pineapple quilts a little more of a grip on it if I can get that 
foundation paper piece one one, then I will start the Gwen Marston challenge for our group. But you know, that's I'm trying so hard not to start a million new projects because then I start feeling stressed that I have all these works in progress when really what I want to do is something new. I've got enough fabric for lots of different projects, so I've got lots of lots of ideas and that will get me through the winter. But since I have been working on trying to do one thing at a time, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm not getting a billion quilt tops in my stack to be quilted. In fact, I'm down to one customer quilt. Yes, thank you for the applause because <laughs> it is so easy, you know, to get way behind. Now, I haven't had a million customer quilts come in this fall for Christmas and that's okay. I've had some, you know, aches and pains and knee problems and finger problems. So it's, I'm okay that I'm just doing a couple of quilts a month. It's actually very comfortable for me to do that. And, you know, if you have a customer, if you want to be a customer of mine and you have a quilt, um, we're kind of getting tight on the Christmas deadline, but you could certainly contact me and we could talk if you want to stop by the quilt shop in town or if you want to ship it. But when I get a stack of eight or ten customer quilts and then several of my own, my brain gets a little bit <laughs> jazzed up little wound up can you see so this is like a really zen feeling which is good because I want to take a little bit of break from all of the power sewing and quilting I'm doing and I want to do more crafting between now and Christmas I want to make some things but the other thing is I have this Cricut maker and I'm really getting into making things with it I've got some earrings that I've been playing around with with uh faux leather it's actually paper it's called craft text and I love it so much I tried to find some in person at a Joann's and look for color but I couldn't find any it's, it's online you can buy it on Amazon or through CNT publishing actually sells it too it's very cool because you can wash it it feels like leather it looks like leather but it sews on a regular sewing machine and my plan is to make a craft text sewing machine cover. Now, I don't know if the whole thing is going to be craft text or just part of it, but it's got a nice body to it that it will be like a cover I can lift on and off my sewing machine, keep the dust off it, but I can personalize it, sew on it, make it cool. So yeah, that's my plan if I can find the color I want online. So that's project for something in the future and I'm going to use my Cricut to help me out with cutting out some shapes and things like that. Other things for the Cricut, I've made some layered wall art and you can put little lights at the back of the frame, you know, kind of a shadow box frame and that's super fun. I may make some for Christmas. I want to work on a couple of other um, things that I've seen that use a Cricut and I want to give all my Christmas things away but there's so much you can do like um one that I I saw is like maybe trying to write something out by hand like maybe a recipe or something and then printing it out either on paper or using it you know maybe even you could put it in vinyl cut it out in vinyl and put it on something just some really fantastic ideas out there in the crafting universe and the crickets like calling my name so quilting needs to go a little bit on the back burner and sitting and sewing and standing and quilting 
a lot is not agreeing with me much, but the cricket's fun. It's almost like instant gratification. I can take as many breaks as I want and it's not so hard on my body. So um, that's what's on the cricket cricket front. I made some little Halloween cards for my granddaughters and sent them out in the mail. Super simple, instant gratification. I didn't have to spend $5 per card and then another dollar and a half or more to mail them. They're just cute little foldovers. I could probably even use them as bookmarks when they're done with Halloween. But it's those are the kind of things um, I like to do a lot in my day-to-day things. You have your long-term projects and your short-term projects. And currently, I am really digging the Cricut Maker. So if you've worked with Craft Text, let me know if there's any tips or tricks. I've been scouring the internet, watching videos, reading tutorials on how to use it. But, you know, I'm always looking for some tips on how to sew with it. And I want to add some embellishments to it and make it a really rad. Yeah, that's a 1980s word, isn't it? Rad. Rad. Where did that come from, even? I want to make a really cool dust cover for my domestic sewing machine because it sits on my dining room table and I think if I covered it up with a dust cover it'd be better for the machine and less hideously ugly (laughs) for my dining room. That's why I'm thinking about that. And the earrings are so much fun. I may make a couple different shapes of those and actually try to wear some. Yeah, I've been trying to wear earrings. You know, that's the thing. Let's go into the next thing about, we talked a little bit about the fly lady. Um, but one of the things is is getting dressed, putting your shoes on and getting going. You know, and I have trouble with doing that first and then starting to clean because I want to like clean and then get ready for work. But something that always made me feel more polished and put together is, you know, maybe after I do my morning chores, I, it's okay to make the routine your own. But putting on lipstick and earrings was always a sign that, you know, in my day that you had taken extra care for your outfit and that you're getting dressed to earrings and lipstick. That's more my speed because I don't wear shoes in my house because, you know, well, Michigan and bad weather and I don't have 17 pairs of shoes. So I do have a couple slippers for cold months. But I'm trying to get into a better habit of, you know, putting on outfits, putting together things that look good and putting earrings and lipstick on and, you know, just trying to give it a little more effort. It's super easy. I'm going to say it is super easy. You know, when your kids are little and at other phases in your life, and mine is like right now, um, if I'm not going anywhere or doing anything, you know, why why take time to get dressed, put on makeup and do your hair? I could, you know, especially on the weekends, but you don't have to do it every day. But I feel like going to work, it's kind of, you know, it's easy to slip into this non-polished look and not be taken seriously. Um, And so I guess I'm trying to be taken a little bit more seriously, put on some lipstick, put on some earrings, make sure my hair is combed, you know, the best I can with Gale Force winds out there. (laughs) doesn't always stay all day. I may have to invest some hairspray again. But yeah, trying to take time for myself, you know, because I think that sends a huge message to my own brain that I got dressed to earrings and lipstick. And also then I think other people take you a little more seriously than this wild and crazy 
windblown hair with no earrings on, barely slapped on enough clothes to be allowed in public that's out of pajamas and go to work, trying to be a little more professional in my day job. And it's super easy as nurses, you know, because people get into scrubs and jackets and it's easy to get sloppy. Now in the office where I work, we don't wear scrubs in the office. I know a couple nurses do, but I don't find them comfortable and I think they don't look the nicest on me. So I'm trying to wear dress pants and shirts and and I've got a couple jackets now that it's cooling off, you know, cardigans to wear, um, scarves. I can do that. I really, really can. And it's been fun and people have noticed. They really have. And they say things like, hey, you look nice today. And I'm like, what? You said something to me? Yeah. I'm like, you know what? This getting dressed to earrings and lipstick maybe has, is not a bad thing. It has some merit. And it also takes way better selfies if I'm going to do one or two on social media every once in a while. And the other reason why I'm doing all that is because I'm trying to do a weekly YouTube video. So the YouTube channel is Vicki Holloway Quilting. And I'm trying to do like a short five to seven minute maybe eight minute video that goes with a companion to the audio podcast. Show things that I'm talking about. You get to see my face. You get to see the things I'm, you know, I'll show the pineapples. I think last time, probably last several videos were about the pineapples and some of the cricket things, even though I took some to work. But last week's video has some of the things I've been working on that I've talked about. And I'll also try in this next video to share a few pictures of ideas that I'm going to be working on or maybe the fabric pull or maybe a pattern or something like that. You'll just have to go to watch the video to find out. And the thing about YouTube, the thing about the podcast, the thing about Instagram is, you know, you got to have some interaction to help other people find me. So things like following me or subscribing to YouTube, ringing the little bell to get notifications. All of that really, really does help in helping people find the podcast, which is something that I really want to work on this year is helping other people to find the podcast and having the continual conversation online and getting ready for the My Creative Corner 3 Facebook groups monthly challenge next year, which will have a creative prompt that we can work on for the entire month. And that will give me time to really digest the prompt and work on it and slowly in slow chunks, uh, bits and tiny bites, be able to make something that the prompt is really more a thinking, creative jumping off point. And maybe it will inspire you to make something. So yes, the YouTube channel is the other reason why I'm trying to get dressed to lipstick and earrings because it actually does make a much better video when you can actually see my face. Because when I put lights on and with the very pale makeup that I've been wearing and um, yeah, I get washed right out and you see my gray hairs and you see... (laughs) the quilt projects. And if I don't have makeup on, you're like, where is she in there? I hear her voice. Where is she? So anyway, YouTube, check it out if you haven't before. And for those who have done the subscribing, I thank you so much. And your comments on YouTube and 
even on you know Instagram and my Facebook, they're very, very much appreciated. And we talked about the Facebook group. So we're getting ready to post our October finishes this week. And if you haven't joined the Facebook group, you have to um, ask to be in the group. But just find us, My Creative Corner 3, the number 3. Um, and we have nice conversations every day. In the knitting and crocheting segment of the show, I have to say that I have been working a lot more on knitting. I've kind of put my hand sewing up for a while and the hexagons are put up for a little while. And this month I volunteered to test a knitting pattern that Boho Heart Knits has put out and is now available as a pattern. She calls it the Claire Tarot Card Cloth. Claire Tarot cloth is what it is. It's supposed to be big enough to hold a deck of cards and it's just big enough um, the way I made mine, which I don't know um, with the yarn I used. I think it's probably not exactly to gauge. I just used scrapped yarn and it fits perfectly on the top of my treadle sewing machine. I used a beautiful alpaca ecru colored yarn in the middle. It is a square and it has a border with a beautiful pattern on it. And I used a sock yarn that was self-striping. And so it really has some pinks and blues in that border with a teeny bit of peachy color. And it really sets off with the ecru center. Love it so much. So check out Boho Heart Knits on Instagram or Ravelry. She has uh, links to her store on her Instagram site and you'll love some of the things that she knits. She has some very cool things that she has patterns for and I just truly enjoy her patterns. You'll love them too. So be sure to check her out. Overall, uh, since I got the knitting bug going, I had several We Are Knitters cotton left over from my pillow cover that I made this summer and I used the cotton to crochet that and there's a tutorial on our creative souls which is um, the crafting Instagram page that we my sister and I have and there's a link to our blog in our tutorial there it's really super fun to work with this cotton and I have three balls or skeins of this yarn left and you know what I thought I just need something simple in the evening because I don't know about October for you but we start getting shorter daylight hours and I start going to bed early because I'm tired I think it's the daylight and I've been knitting washcloths now after the first is disastrous attempt at grandma's favorite washcloth which is a free pattern out there um, it's a very common washcloth I'll try to remember to put a link in the description below but I forgot to do the first knit on the decreasing rows. You knit from the corner to corner and it has a nice um, garter stitch on an angle. And I just can't read a pattern on an electronic device. I've decided that's the problem. I have to print them off because I miss so much with it on an electronic device. I missed a very important step in the pattern and I ended up with a really wonky frilly looking washcloth. So I ripped it back to the halfway point 
and I read the directions again, and I consulted with a friend who's knit these washcloths before, and we figured out what I did wrong, and I re-knit it, and it looks good. So I'm on my second washcloth. No, I'm on my third. So I'm really excited about the washcloths because it's a fun, easy pattern, and there's another um, pattern on the internet that I printed off called the Spa Day washcloth and I'm going to work on that next. So lots of fun with the knitting. It's a nice little fidget in the evening and when you do simple washcloths they're almost instant gratification and you don't have to like work your brain too hard. Now I'm going to have to say um, the table topper that I did I really like too because it also has a nice rhythm to it and it's not like knitting a sweater or things that are super hard with cables or things like that. I mean, it's an advanced pattern for the um, tarot cloth, but uh, it's it's a little harder than the washcloths. But you know, what I found is that I really enjoy the knitting and the sewing and the long arm quilting because I get in that Zen space, the repetitive motion of doing it and letting your mind kind of work in a, it's, it's like a flow state of creativity. And you're just almost, I don't know, it's, I'm transported to a place of being very calm and very comfortable and noticing all the good things about what's going on around me. And I have a much uplifted spirit. So I find quilting, knitting, crocheting, crafting, drawing, doodling, anything. I find it to be extremely um, calming, grounding, and keeping me mindful, I guess, is the bottom line. So I know that we all have many, many reasons why we create things, craft things, um, but mine is definitely this feeling of, number one, getting these creative ideas out because I think about them and I like to make things, but the other part is that it makes me feel so much better, so relaxed. That's why I like to spend 15 minutes a day on each little thing I'm working on, and I've been so inspired by trying to do new things. I've been toying with the idea of trying to practice music again, and I've made a couple attempts at practicing. Boy, am I rusty. So just trying simple things on a little keyboard, and um, eventually I'll work up enough um, courage to pull my violin out and try again. It's been a long time. And the thing is, when it, this is like how I find quilters get too. If you haven't done something in a long time and you pull it out every year or once or twice a year, you get frustrated because you know you're way better than what your current playing is. And it's almost like starting over. And that's kind of what I don't want to do with the violin. I don't want to start over. It's really a lot of work to play a stringed instrument. But I'm going to try. I just have to work my way up to it. <laughs> so so that's the yarn thing. So I'm going to keep going on the washcloths until I run out of crochet cotton or cotton yarn. And I might even go buy some more. and Or I might order some um, because this is a really, really nice yarn. And I want to have a little bit um, higher quality um, cotton yarn than what I can get locally. So that's the yarn segment. So I wanted to talk a little bit about something that I found that my mom gave to me recently. And it was um, brought up by 
off-kilter quilt has um, a Facebook group called Quilt Fiction. And what's super fun about that is she writes books about quilters and it's fiction and quilt fiction. You know, she has a great, um, she had a podcast, uh, quilt fiction podcast with some stories that she wrote. And what's fun is every day she talks about things. And today is, was um, about cookbooks and home, you know, home and garden kind of a day. And cookbooks were, you know, what kind of cookbooks did you, do you have and do you use? And mine's simple. I don't have very many cookbooks. I have a Betty Crocker cookbook and then I have a 4-H cookbook, probably from the 80s. That was my grandma's and she gave it to me before she passed. And I have a couple of other cookbooks. I have another vintage 1966 Betty Crocker cookbook. But I don't do tons of cooking. Most of the time when I need a recipe, um, it'll be like for an Instapot. And I'll look it up online as I do it. But I still have a few tried and true recipes that I use out of those cookbooks. But combined with the cookbook idea was uh, my daughter was talking to me about her children having a fundraiser in school. And then another question was posed was, do you have a community-based cookbook? And that's what the 4-H cookbook was. There were, it was a fundraiser for 4-H, which was the after-school program to learn different things, at, um, generally in uh, farming communities. It could be anything from raising hogs to doing um, handwork, sewing, quilting, things like that. Well, my daughter um, was just going on about fundraisers because they're really hard now. You're trying to hit up, you know, they want 10 people per child to sponsor them for, you know, walking. And I think that's great rather than selling things. But um, she says, it's hard. How do you get, you know, because she has a set of twins. How do you get so many people to sponsor, you know, this fundraiser? And I thought, man, fundraising must be such a modern day problem. No, my mom gave me a fundraising cookbook for the little country school that she went to. And I say little country school because it was literally a one room schoolhouse on the corner of um, several farms that were in rural Michigan. And that was where she went to school until you got old enough to be bused into town. And that was probably what we would call middle school these days. I'm thinking, how brutal, you know, to go to a very small school with just your friends and neighbors and cousins and people you knew in a one-room schoolhouse to be dumped into middle school, which is where all the barracudas and all the difficult times come. Wow. But anyway, what the little country school had was a fundraising cookbook. And I thought, oh, how cute. So my mom gave me this book and it's, you know, very old from 1948. Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry, Mom, I'm giving your age away a little bit. Um, and what was interesting, it was in a um, spiral bound, but, it, you know, it's the, the kind that you can pop open and take the pages out if you want, you know, spiral bound book. And the pages are loose and kind of falling apart. My grandma had added some recipes that she tucked in the book. But when I opened it up, it had, you know, what we would see in a normal fundraising book. It had, you know, advertisements from a couple of local businesses with the 1948, you know, fonts and um, pictures. But the recipes in this cookbook, 
were handwritten. And I'm not really sure how they did it, but it looks like several women got together and they all hand wrote these books and then they sold them as a fundraiser. And when they printed some of the pages up, um, the contributing uh, moms in the school who submitted recipes, some of them actually had little tiny pictures. Um, they're very small, like maybe an inch big were printed on different pages and then they added recipes and come to find out my grandmother has a little tiny picture on there and it's not her recipe that they put her picture on but she did have a recipe later on and her recipe was actually like a tuna noodle casserole I'm like oh yeah one of my favorites she didn't cook it for me though um there's everything in this um my mom cooked tuna noodle casserole a lot and I liked it and she probably used a similar recipe you know there's everything from household tips to um entrees to desserts. I'm going to have to explore this book a little more and try to take pictures of most of the recipes. But what's so fun is at the bottom, all of the people who contributed put their address. So it'd be like my grandmother's name was Oa Jean and she put her address in the recipe. I'm guessing that if there was a mistake or a question, people could write you a letter. Oh, I thought that was just so amazing. They didn't put phone numbers. I don't think they had phones um, out in the farm country yet. And the party lines came by the time I was a girl. And I'm sure my mom had phones and, you know, uh, television was becoming common, you know, but she told me she remembers only seeing a few shows growing up. But I thought, post-World War II, in a time where, you know, everyone's just trying to get back into working and life. And they had this little cookbook fundraiser in there. And I'm sure that it was my grandma wrote, I think she wrote that recipe out. I know her handwriting. This one may or may not be her little picture. And all of the women in the neighborhood that my mom talks about in the farm surrounding it was so cool to see all their names, all their recipes, and know fundraising is not a modern thing for schools. It's been around for a long time. And I think it's pretty sweet that I have this little treasure of a cookbook that um, was a local community, you know, fundraiser for this little community little farming community outside of the city for their one-room schoolhouse. And believe it or not, my great-grandmother taught there. I'm not sure if she was semi-retired by the time my mom was in school, but she taught in that schoolhouse. She was one of the first teachers, one of the early classes, probably not first, but early classes to graduate with a teaching certificate from the teaching school in Michigan. So super fun to go back and actually um, see things that you know are part of your family's history. And I have it and I'm sure at some point when I'm ready to part with it, I'm going to give it to my daughter because she loves cooking and I enjoy eating. So there we go. <laughs> so, um, You know, I, I just want to say thanks everybody for listening this week. I hope you have a wonderful week. I'd like to know, you know, what kinds of things do you find very beneficial for making things, including things like cooking, um, quilting, sewing, drawing, you know, I do it all. And I find that it is really part of finding the balance, keeping myself calm and in the moment. 
not racing off my mind into the future too far or worrying about problems just really does help. What do you think that creating helps you with the most? Um, So many people have this as a hobby and I'm just curious as to why you might be creating. Leave me a comment on mycreativecorner3.wordpress.com or you can send me a direct message through Instagram. I'd love to hear from you Uh, or a lot of people will comment on my post in my Facebook group about the podcast is up and then they'll leave comments about the podcast there. Leaving public podcast or public notes or comments can be kind of scary I found in the last few years so feel free to contact me in the way that you're most comfortable. You have a wonderful, wonderful week. Be creative and quilt on everyone. Don't forget that I have a newsletter that you can sign up for. Uh, I would appreciate anyone who would want to buy me a virtual cup of coffee for support for this podcast, as well as our monthly patron podcast will be coming out. If you are a patron, you will get an extra content through a podcast. And next year, I am planning some really exciting things for premium podcasts. If you're already a patron, you won't have to pay anything extra for the premium content. It'll be part of your monthly support. Everyone have a fantastic day.